Let us pray. Open our hearts and our minds, O God, by the power of your spirit, that as the scriptures are read and proclaimed, we might hear with joy and respond with faithful service. In the spirit of Christ, we pray. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 14. Listen for what the spirit is saying to us. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but by this time the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. As a kid... I always loved storms. You know, growing up in Florida, we had lots of spectacular storms. You could watch them rolling in off the ocean, dark, ominous clouds, lightning crackling all over the place, thunder rumbling, wind beating the trees, rain drenching everything. It was an awesome display, and I loved it. Now that I'm not a kid anymore, I still love storms, but I also know how devastating they can be. Storms have been pounding the central and eastern U.S. this past week, and they rolled through Hickory, as we all know, knocking down trees and knocking out power. I was in my office upstairs here at the church when that storm rolled in, and I watched it come in moment by moment. The little kid in me was really excited. The adult knew there would be a cost, there would be damage. Of course, storms aren't always made up of lightning and thunder and wind and rain. They come in different shapes and sizes, and sometimes the most terrible storms are the ones you can't even see. Now, the weather may be bright and sunny for many of us here today. I hope that's true. But for some, the storm clouds are rolling in. You know, every week we send out an email with prayer concerns for the congregation, sometimes joys and celebrations, but often difficult situations, storms people are going through. And for each person in that email, there are countless more we don't even know about, or people we do know about, but who have chosen to ride out the storm on their own. We live in a stormy world. And whatever shape the storms take, fragile health, the loss of loved ones, unemployment, 
insecurity, broken relationships, rising temperatures, toxic politics, wars and rumors of wars, whatever form the storms take, they can wreck our lives. I remember standing at the door of the private waiting room my first day on the job as a hospital chaplain. I had brought the family there about half an hour before a storm had broken out in their lives. Their loved one, their son, their brother, their grandson had stopped breathing. And so it had been my job to find the family and bring them to the private waiting room. That had been half an hour ago. And now the doctors hadn't been able to revive him. And my badge said chaplain. So that meant it was my job to be with the family when they heard the news. So there I was, standing at the door, a storm raging inside that room, a storm raging inside me. There were two forces doing battle within me, two voices calling me to act. Don't be afraid, said one voice. Don't be afraid to open that door. God will be with you in that room, and God will give you whatever you need to do whatever needs to be done. Call that the voice of faith. The other voice was the voice of fear. Turn and run and don't look back. You do not want to go in there. There's a storm raging in there. If you go in there, the waves may take you under. So there I stood, wavering between faith and fear for what felt like an eternity. We don't know how long Peter wavered between faith and fear. The violent storm was tearing the boat apart. Torturing the boat is what the Greek says. Peter saw Jesus coming. He heard his voice. And then Peter said something strange. If it's really you, he said, command me to come out of the boat and onto the stormy waters. That's a strange thing to say. Maybe Peter thought only Jesus was crazy enough to give such a command and only Peter was crazy enough to obey it. Well, Jesus did as Peter asked and commanded him to step out of the boat. And then at some point, we don't know how long Peter hesitated, but at some point, he took that first fateful step out of the boat and onto the troubled waters. Now, there's a debate among preachers about this story. Some say it's a story about Peter's foolishness and pride. He's brash and arrogant, they say, testing Jesus, asking Jesus to, to make him special, to single him out from the other disciples. Others say, no, no, Peter's being faithful when he steps out of the boat. He just loses his nerve when he sees the big waves crashing all around him. Well, I've gone back and forth about how to read this all week. I found a clue, I think, not in this story, but in the story that comes right before it in Matthew's gospel. That's the story of Jesus feeding the crowd of 5,000. You remember that story? It's getting late in the day and the crowds are getting hungry. And so the disciples come to Jesus and tell him to send the people away so they can fend for themselves. And Jesus' reply is, you give them something to eat. You don't need to send them away. You already have everything you need. This is your calling. This is what your life is all about. Here are people who are hungry. Feed them. Don't send them away and don't wait for me. Trust God and just do it. Of course, the disciples didn't get it and they didn't do it. So Jesus had to take matters into his own hands. 
Well, I wonder if that's a clue to what's going on in this story. Maybe Peter finally gets it. Jesus is walking on the water in the midst of the storm. Peter understands, if that's where you call me to be, I'll come because I'll trust that you'll be with me and I trust you'll give me whatever I need. That's what Jesus has been trying to get his disciples to understand all along. There's nothing to be afraid of because wherever we are called to be, God is with us and God will give us whatever we need. Peter finally gets it, so he steps out of the boat and onto the stormy waters. Now, he doesn't make it very far before the lightning and thunder and wind and waves are too much for him. He loses heart and begins to sink, but Jesus lifts him up. And then he asks him, why did you doubt? Why were you, were, why were you afraid? Peter had already taken the hardest the most important step out of the safety of the boat. He had already taken that step onto the stormy waters. Why doubt now? So here's the question for us today. Are you being called out of the boat? I don't know what that might mean for you. It's different for each of us. The call comes in big ways and in small ways every day of our lives. The call to leave our comfort and security behind, to risk something new, to risk trusting, to risk loving. Maybe it means finally forgiving the person who hurt you, making the first step toward reconciliation even when it's not your fault. Maybe it means letting a relationship go deeper, knowing there will be strings attached and pain along the way. Maybe it means starting a new job or doing the same job in a new way. Maybe it means sharing what you've got with someone who doesn't have enough. Maybe it means giving up some of your time to make a difference in the world. Maybe it means taking a class or volunteering to teach or filling bags of food or hammering a nail or giving up an old prejudice or seeing the world in a new way or just laughing or crying with someone. Maybe it just means getting up in the morning and moving on with your life when you're tempted to stay in bed and stay in the past and let life pass you by. I don't know what being called out of the boat might mean for you today, but this story promises us that when we step out of the boat and onto the stormy waters of life, we can trust that God is with us and we can trust that God will give us whatever we need to do whatever needs to be done. And we can also trust that even when fear does get the best of us and we sink like a stone, God will be there to lift us up. Friends, it's easy to have faith in the boat, but Jesus calls us to try it out on the water. He's walking out there on the stormy seas of life, doing what he always does, loving and feeding and healing and forgiving, and he calls us to do the same. Albert Schweitzer, the great musician, theologian, doctor, and humanitarian, he said it like this, Jesus comes to us as one unknown. He speaks the same word to us, follow me, and sets us to the tasks which he has to fulfill in our time. He commands, and to those who obey him, whether they be wise or simple, 
He will reveal himself in the toils, the conflicts, the sufferings which they shall pass through in his fellowship. And as an ineffable mystery, they shall learn in their own experience who he is. May God give us the faith to step out of the boat. Thanks be to God. Amen.